Welcome to Life Activated. I'm Mari Roberts, corporate gal gone rad energy healer and psychic guide. The intention of this podcast is to be a supportive space that empowers you to live your passions now, encouraging you to be uniquely you and to trust your intuition. On this podcast, you're going to hear from guests who are just like you. The difference is they figured out how to bring their passions into their life. To find out more, please visit me at marirobertslife.com. This is a great day because we have a wonderful guest with us today. Today's guest is a past client who I know you are going to be so inspired by her story and who she is. Michelle Jaquish is here. I'm going to have her, as usual, do her introduction because I can introduce our guests, but the truth is I will not do them justice. So I'm going to hand it over to you, Michelle, to have you introduce yourself, and then we're going to jump into your story and who you are. Yeah, thanks, Mari. So my name is Michelle Jakewish. Are you she, her pronouns? I am a Capricorn sun, Gemini moon, and Scorpio rising. Um, Scorpio season was a fun time. Uh, I am, I wear many hats these days. I am a therapist with her own private practice that is celebrating a little over a year in business now. I also just got done teaching the first time ever a course at the University of Washington School of Social Work, which is where I got my master's degree in 2016. And I taught a course on introduction to community-centered social work practice. That is where my professional hat usually lies. I got my master's in social work in 2016 and then did a bunch of work in homeless crisis services for a while, left that in 2021 and um, spent a year trying to figure out what I wanted to do. And therapy seemed like that was the way to go after so much experience in the field. And I studied for my clinical license so I could open my own practice at some point and I passed that last fall. So yeah, celebrating a lot of things this last year, um, for sure. I am also a Filipina-American. My mom immigrated here almost 34 years ago. I will be 34 next month. That's um, amazing. Yeah, and that's me. I love it. I, If you could see me right now, everyone, I am smiling ear to ear like the proud, <laughs> the proud coach mama bear healer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, because like I said, Michelle is a past client. So just being able to hear you speak about this and introduce yourself is so rewarding, you know, from that, again, proud Baba Bear moment, because when we first started, your biggest goal was to get into your private practice 
and mm-hmm. to get your license. And mm-hmm. then what I love is I feel very lucky. I'm sure that this happens for other coaches and healers, but I do feel lucky that my, my clients stay in touch with me. And so I am very lucky. I hear from you, you know, when you have other great successes and to hear mm-hmm. when you got your teaching opportunity. And so it's just so amazing to see how much has happened for you in such a short period of time because you were following your passions and listening to yourself. And again, just hearing that introduction, I'm just like, oh, it's so amazing. <laughs> I'm proud of you. So thank you. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you did it all. You did it all. And also, I told Michelle beforehand, you know, reminded her of the intro. So you did so great introducing yourself with all of your details. And yes, Scorpio season was hard. The Scorpio season was. Yeah, it was hard. Lots of of emotions. (laughs) I feel like it's still kind of lingering, actually, Mm -hmm. to be honest. I don't know if anyone's actually really talking about it, but I feel like it's lingering. Okay, so this is the card reading. This is the card from the Asia Shore Guided by Spirit, second season, using the same deck. The card is Darkness, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And we'll just That's kind of pretty. tap. I know her husband does all the graphics. So we'll tap in and see what the actual message is. And this is for you. It's for everyone, anyone who's listening at the time. So I just heard darkness. <laughs> This is so funny. I just heard darkness is the light. It's like not to be afraid of. Hmm. Within the darkness, we can find our truth. It's not about doing like shadow work in that sense. It's in about like, it's almost like where you're not willing to see or to look for your real, like the real truth. The image I keep seeing is like deep in the depths of your soul and your heart, right? Is is your truth, right? And so sometimes if you don't go in there to look, you won't ever see it, right? So it's just like going deeper in to see the the truth, but that's where it, where it exists. So I just heard, so sometimes we have to excavate a little bit more to get to it, but know it's there and it exists. You don't have to hide from it or run from it. Just allow it to be. Mm. And then I heard receive it with softness. It's like once you can receive it with softness, then it can be seen with like joy. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It's almost as if you know there's another truth that's there, but it's mm-hmm. almost like you don't want to see it versus allowing yourself to see it seeing it with softness and then accepting it. And then in that you can experience that, that sense of joy instead of trying to hide from it or think that it's a bad thing. It's not bad. It's just allowing it to be seen. Ties really nicely in the vulnerability. Yeah, it does. Right. It really Mm -hmm. does. Yeah. Because that's not a bad thing or a scary thing. It's just Mm -hmm. allowing it to be seen like that softness and even in that there's like joy to be received so yeah that's the that is the message with the darkness 
if you could just talk to us about the journey to to where you are. You know, when we started working together, you were not in the best place. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I would say that you were where I was at that time when I was in my soul sucking job. You were in mm-hmm. your soul sucking job. So talk yeah. to us. Yeah. Share share a little bit more about that feeling of, if you could, being out of alignment and how you came through that to where you are, if you could. Take us through the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I will start from when I took your first workshop. When was that? It was like in 2019, early 2020, something like that. No, it was actually during the pandemic, some, sometime in 2020. Yeah. I had just taken FMLA after witnessing something at work that was not great. It was horrifying. Um, and there was a lot of other kind of like grief going on in my community also around that time, just like with everyone. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was doing an essential worker's job. Like I was in person during the lockdown because we had to be because, you know, homeless people still needed help. And so when I decided to take FMLA, I took it for two weeks. And one of my friends, one of our good mutual friends told me about your workshop it was like something around burnout I can't remember and it was my first day taking FMLA and I remember going to your workshop and like trying really hard not to bawl my eyes out because I was like I've never taken time off for medical reasons before I don't know what this is like I don't know what I'm what I'm gonna do with these two weeks um and it was in those two weeks that I spent a lot of time doing some body work, some like somatic stuff, going to the actual doctor to check myself out after not doing any of that and really trying to do catch up on all the self-care that I wasn't able to do once the lockdown started, which, mm-hmm. you know, that's almost like six, nine months of self-care that wasn't done and uh so and then I felt really connected to you and so we started our coaching journey which you know I I went back to my burned out job and eventually left in uh February of 2021 and was kind of doing therapy on the side seeing a couple clients I was like oh I I really like this easier and see when trying to remember there's so much that happened in these last two years I had a couple of contract and like W-2 gigs as a therapist, didn't have the best experiences working for others while also trying to rebuild my life um, outside of like a nine to five, like a therapist's schedule looks very different when you're not under like a nonprofit or like a group practice. So I had to like a lot of learning. A yeah. lot of learning around and change, change around my standard of living, change around having so much unstructured time and mm-hmm. not really knowing what to do with it. Lots of self-doubt because I wasn't getting a lot of clients when I was working at some of these group practices. I kept wondering why. Mm-hmm. Lots of limitations due to like my licensure at the time, which was like not, I wasn't fully licensed yet. So I was like, okay, gotta work on studying for this test. So I turned in all my paperwork um, sometime in like late 2020, fought with the Department of Health several times to make sure they had everything and then got accepted to take the licensure exam. I want to say last, no, 
spring 2021, spent four months studying for that because yeah. that's how my anxiety works, even though I probably didn't need that much time. So I studied for that, passed it, flying colors. As soon as I passed it and wrote LICSW on my resume, everybody wanted me to work for them. Everybody. Mm -hmm. They're like, we want you here. We want you in this company. We want you in that company. Like I had never seen so many employee, employer, like, like recruiters were almost like bugging me every day. Like it was kind of weird. And I stuck to my guns. I built my private practice, started marketing, told my friends. Uh, at the time, I literally didn't have a lot of money. So I was like okay, like this is where I'm going to make my money uh, for now. Uh, and so lots of doubt and like, you know, real financial scarcity for a while. I had to rely on the generosity of friends giving me money to pay for training that I wanted to be better, a better therapist. I had to pull together resources with my roommate and like share finances, which I hadn't done ever in a really mm -hmm. long time. And and yeah, I have, I mean, kind of fast forwarding a little, I, now I'm a year in business. I have like 28, 30 active clients. I'm taking like pretty much every kind of insurance except for Medicaid. And yeah. And also became a social work educator in the middle of all of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think the piece, there's so much to this and sort of taking some steps back, right? It's, it was when we started working together, you had a vision, mm -hmm. you knew what you wanted to do, you knew what you didn't want to do. You created together an outline of how you were going to get there. And then it was a matter of starting to take these baby steps to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you actually took the baby steps. I hope people are hearing is the baby steps are going to look different for everyone and mm -hmm. they can be scary still but you mm -hmm. still took them and not everything looked the way that you thought they was going to look. Right. Cause I remember mm -hmm. when you went to some of those other um, practices before you got your licensure. Right. Mm -hmm. And based on what I'm hearing today, maybe they weren't all that as great as you thought they were going to be. Right. Yeah. 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 But you did it, you know, I did. and you kept, mm -hmm. and you kept moving and you kept pursuing and you had that again that sort of blueprint of how you were going to move forward my question to you is even in that doubt how did you keep the faith how did i keep the faith i had a couple so social media really helped me here i'm the kind of person i know everybody has their views on social media and they're totally valid i'm a person that likes to bounce ideas off of people like i'm a I internally process and also externally process. And I did a lot of it over social media, like, mm -hmm. and got a lot of like deferring opinions from my peers. And like, well, you shouldn't really always talk about the bad things of starting a business. Like, but why not? Like, it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Like being your own boss is hard. There are times where you make mistakes. Like I totally fell for a scam this spring, like everybody yeah. did and like lost a bunch of money and was like, is this it? Is this the end of my business? Can I not do things correctly? And what I did was I told all my best friends, one of them started a GoFundMe for me. I was supposed to go on this retreat 
and almost didn't go. But all my friends are like, don't worry about it. We'll pay for you. Pay us back later. I went. That retreat was like four days long. I came back. All that money I lost was raised from the crowdsourcing that my friends did. Mm -hmm. And, you know, even before that, I really wanted to get trained in EMDR therapy and was like, it's a grand. And I'm like, not even six months into my business. I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this, but I know that it's needed. And again, put out a crowdsourcing link, got real vulnerable with the, (laughs) I didn't have the money to pay for this and just shared it with all my friends. I raised over a grand in four days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I was open to receiving. Yeah. And I just want to call that out because I think this is something that makes you so special and hopefully people can hear this and I mean, even I'm hearing this, right? And it's the humanness of being real Mm -hmm. and remembering one, like I actually been getting emotional, your friends want you to succeed. Mm -hmm. The people who love you want you to do well. Mm-hmm. And they are going to support you, especially when they know that is what you are meant to do and that, that it is your calling, it is your passion. And in being vulnerable and sharing the truth is how it was so easy for them to support you. Mm-hmm. And so many of us are afraid to be real and to share when things are hard or to share when it's, you know, not as, you know, glorious as people think it's going to be, you know, I actually just shared, you know, just the other day about being in this wobbly state of not feeling as faithful, right. You know, about what's happening with my business and that it's taking so again long (laughs) to be where Mm -hmm. I think I desired or where I think I should be, where I desire to be. And remembering that like the deepest faith is surrender and Mm -hmm. um, in like affirmative prayer, it's like this reminder of the things that we know are just absolute, which is tides will always rise. The sun Mm -hmm. will always set. And in that is how you keep going. And so in you sharing this, I hope that, you know, if you're listening to this, you understand that Michelle is saying (laughs) being vulnerable is what is helping her to be seen and how you are able to be seen. And again, your friends, when they see you doing what you're supposed to be doing, like what your soul is calling you to do, they are going to support you no matter what. Like. The money was raised in four days <laughs> because you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if you were doing some like shady shit, <laughs> money would not be raised right away. Live life the way you want it. Step into everything you've imagined for yourself and your family. Freedom, joy, leadership. And most importantly, your legacy, the impact that you are here to leave in this world. 
The Life Activated course is here to help you reconnect with your purpose. This is an eight-week journey to give you the tools to access your inner GPS, the clarity to figure out how to get more meaning in your life, and the confidence to take action steps towards it. The truth is you don't have to burn it all down to start over to find your purpose and your meaning. It is about connecting to what brings you joy and feeling balanced. It's naturally going to improve your relationships and your resonance. Through the Life Activated course, you are going to work through the three-step method that I developed, allowing you to let go of everyone's expectations of you, (laughs) any of those dang shoulds, and begin living full out because honestly, you do not need to settle for a life that isn't aligned with your values and your desires. So now through April 26th, you can sign up for the wait list for the Life Activated course and you are going to get 40% off. That's the founder's coupon that you will be able to use when the course goes live. After April 26th, the course is going to be full price and I don't want you to miss out on this. Go to the link in the show notes to get on that wait list or you can go to marirobertslife.com and get on the wait list. All right, back to the show. And, you know, let's also talk about scarcity, uh, lots of scarcity mindset in my first like few months in business, taking whatever client or contract came my way. I was like, I need money, I need it now, I need it, I need it really, really quickly. And like, I'm not saying that was always a bad decision, but, you know, I did say yes to things I probably should have said no to, like, you yeah. know, low ball, low ball offers for services for clients. Yeah. You know, uh, not charging my worth, um, which I still struggle with, but, you know, I am doing my best. I did raise my rates That's good. after celebrating a year in business and I'm going to raise them again, like every year that I, the month that I opened my LLC, which was our PLLC, which was September, like I will raise my rates every September. Like, mm-hmm. yep. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. And um, there's a couple other things I want to talk about. I do you want to talk about the teaching? But I also forgot. I remember you told me something else really big monumental happened this year. Um, mm-hmm. And you may kill me for saying this. But you also had on your goals... To get your driver's license. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> you got your driver's license. I did. Huge. Huge. You know, everybody's on a different journey with that, right? I just, when I, I passed my test, I want to say in like late October, early November. Yeah. That was a whole journey in itself. Like I remember last year around this time, just like asking my friends for help with that. Being like, I need practice driving help on a non-traditional schedule help and I thought you know again the weather was not kind but you know I still tried to practice as much as I could and I took my first the first time I took the test which was like last January like around on my actual birthday it was terrible I cried a lot 
And it I was left January it. <laughs> in Washington. Uh, hello. Yeah. Uh, I, I failed and like, you know, didn't pick it up after a while. And I, as soon as my business, my business literally started picking up a lot more in like August. Like I came back from a vacation and like got two speaking gigs and had to start getting ready to teach and like also had tons of clients to see. I remember going to a, like, I had two gigs, speaking gigs in like one week and they were in different areas of town. And I was just like, all right, I'm just a tip bus, like expensive Uber, whatever. And I, and I came back from one of those gigs and I was like, wow, this isn't sustainable anymore. <laughs> you can only write off so many Uber, Uber rides, right? So I was like, let's try and pick this back up again, but I need to do it differently. Mm-hmm. Obviously, piecemeal practicing with friends isn't cutting it for me. What do I need to do? There's a driving school down the street for me. Let's figure out how they can help me here. So I invested in some money, put it on my credit card. Cause again, my business is picking up, but I wasn't making, I wasn't taking a lot in. Cause you know, in your first couple of years, you don't make a lot of profit. Um, and so I paid for that. I spent a whole month in October doing driving lessons and like practicing with friends in between. I tried to take the, I took the test again. I failed again. And, but this time around, I asked the, like the proctor for feedback. I was like, what can I be doing better? And he could tell I was like really anxious, even though I did all the grounding, I did all the meditation, like saw my therapist, like I thought I was fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about, you know, there's like a stranger that's evaluating you. Like that's not, how can that not produce anxiety? He was very, very compassionate towards me. And he basically said, hey, let me sign you up for a lesson with me, plus taking the driver's test in a couple of weeks. I normally don't have any slots in my schedule right now because it was like just before, I don't know, I can't remember. It was a busy time. The fall is yeah. a busy time because like, you know, students are also trying to like get that stuff done too. So out of the kindness of his art, scheduled me a lesson plus driver's test. So I felt more comfortable with the same guy I just did a lesson with who's also evaluating me. Yeah. And I passed. Yeah. Amazing. Attempt number three in a past. <laughs> also, one, you didn't give up. Mm-hmm. And what I have heard is that this area has the hardest driver's test. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. So if, you, if you're moving <laughs> to Washington State, apparently Washington State has the hardest driving test. P.S. Just for anyone who is considering it, FYI. Yeah. <laughs> I had no uh, idea. I had no idea. So I love that you share that again, because while it may seem irrelevant, it actually isn't, right? Because there are, in a matter of a couple of years, you have made major shifts in your life and you have been listening to your heart, following your passions, and even when things were hard, you haven't given up. And something that you haven't done for done because one, you didn't need to, two, it was a stressful thing. You have now been able to do because the thing that you actually love doing, your business, requires it of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
also around that time while I was like preparing to teach, I was like talking to an instructor friend about just like learning how to drive and like trying to get that done. And they were like, oh, do you have a car? And I was like, no, I don't even have a car because, you know, don't really have the income for that. And, you know, it's inflation time. Cars are expensive. Uh, and they were like, oh, I'll be on the lookout if I hear of my friends trying to, you know, get rid of a car or sell a car or whatever. Two weeks later, they sent me a text and they're like, oh, yeah, my friend has his car just like totally sitting in their backyard. Do you want it? And I was like, let me ask some friends because I've never, you know, purchased a car. I don't know what to look for. Ask my friends to ask me to tell me what kinds of questions to ask. Yeah, of course. And asked all those questions, took it for a test drive and was like, yes, it was free. So I'm like, I, I like free things that like aren't, you know, pieces of shit, you know, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a piece of shit car. And maybe needed some repairs, which I got done just fine. And now it's a running car and I've been able to like run errands and like go to the grocery store and go to my office. Uh, amazing. Yeah. That is amazing. That is a amazing. Mutual aid. That was another example of mutual aid that some friends just conjured up for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But again, it's that putting it out there and that being really vulnerable and sometimes i think we you know i feel like vulnerable gets a bad rap just like authentic gets a bad rap you know because it's been they're overused words i think you know but it's your humanness right again mm -hmm. and you being in your humanness and sharing from truth you know and again i just really do hope that this is creating an opening for you, if you're listening, to see this as an invitation to say, where else could I open up a little bit more to receive that support and love from my friends or from people who are here to just support us because they believe in us, you know? And like I said, that's that's the lesson for me too. <laughs> so thank you, Michelle, for that lesson. Oh my gosh. My question for you around alignment and being out of alignment, you know, um, when you're in alignment, what does that feel like? How do you know you're in alignment? I know I'm in alignment when I can explain this well, but there's that like phenomenon of flow, right? Mm -hmm. Where mm -hmm. like what you're generating and putting out there is coming back to you and like it's exciting you feel joy even if it's a mundane task that you know how to do well i feel like when i'm in my flow whether it's in my business or in community with my friends or teaching like i feel like my sense of time just stops because i enjoy i'm enjoying what i'm doing so much and that's where my authentic self comes out. I'm just mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to say it like it is. And mm -hmm. if people disagree with me, that's cool. Like we can talk about it. And I can feel it in my gut too. Mm -hmm. Like, and you know, to, we can speak a little bit later about this, but when I'm out of alignment, like my gut is not happy. We're mm. thinking a lot of like digestive issues and I find myself getting more irritable quicker about mm. like the littlest of things, um, mm. you know, similar to burnout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. That makes sense. And I remember, I meant to ask you this. I remember when we were working together in that state of like doubt and sort of the uncertainty calling on your alter ego. Does your mm-hmm. alter ego come out more now or do you feel like your alter ego has more of a place at the table? I'm curious about oh, that. Yeah. It's like a yeah. question. <laughs> I just I thought about thinking, that. I was thinking about that the other day when we agreed to do this. It's like, oh yeah, that. I let me see. Let me just think a little bit. So my alter ego. I can't even remember who it was or if I gave it a name. You, it was um, like badass, I, something badass. Oh, okay. I just thought about it. Badass, just badass, something like something. that. Yeah. I. It's a good question. I'm like, when I think about my alter ego, I think about some of the like performance artwork I used to do, mm-hmm. uh, which also puts me in a state of flow when I am another way I show my authenticity. I. This was like before I started working with you, I think, but I think I didn't think I created a burlesque act because I was so angry about toilet paper hoarding in the in the start of the pandemic. So that was a thing I did. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, when I'm able to be creative with the resources I have to make a statement, I think that's when my alter ego shows up. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. It's something that I have been working on inviting my alter ego back out Mm -hmm. like she kind of went dormant she's gone dormant and I realized I'm like I need to bring her back out you know because that alter ego can also help me you know in Mm -hmm. different phases of life and so for some reason it came up in my thoughts when we were talking just now I was like what about your alter ego I wonder how she is in your life right now and so, yeah, I was like, oh, let me ask you about the alter ego. I was going to ask you another question and my brain just went bloop. Well, just to, just to tie up the alter ego um, piece to this, another way it shows up is I obviously love to dress up a lot Yeah, and, you know, have had lots of comments thrown at me like, oh, it's kind of intimidating or that she really sticks out right colors whoa and I remember having this conversation with a client a while back and you know as someone who's not all who's also like a Filipino American and like considers herself part of the LGBTQIA spectrum there's some and I listened to this podcast a while back called reclaiming soul work that really puts this statement in for me mm-hmm. a dormant is ancestral practice mm. so the fact mm. that I like love to dress up and like wear things that have like spiritual meaning even cultural meanings sometimes that's how i'm just saying like this is who i am this is where i come from Mm -hmm. these are like the people that came before me these are the symbols in my life that like ground me that's like some of my woo stuff Mm, i love that and that i think ties into how do you stay true to who you are (laughs) you know and and i think what i'd love to hear from you is even deeper, you know, beyond just your dress and your style. How do you stay true to yourself? 
I think that's a, that's where my community comes in. They're really good about knowing, my friends are really good about knowing when I'm not being myself. I, if I go for a while without engaging with my community, I know I'm not being myself. What else? The foundation of my household I built here with my roommate and their dog is really essential to that. Yeah, if, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. Yeah. It's the awareness that other people have that are close to you mm -hmm. when they see that you're sort of out of alignment, basically, right? Yeah. 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 When you're not being you in your essence in some form or fashion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If that's, if I'm saying that correctly or restating that correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. When you think about your sort of journey and, you know, how far you have come, what would you want someone to know? Or what would you want, you know, the person on the other side of this listening today to walk away with? If there was just like one thing that they could really kind of take away from hearing from you today? The first thing that came to mind was trust your process or trust the process and know that that process is going to shift and that there will be things that kind of give you the momentum to shift it another way, even if that's a way you're not used to. Let's see what else. You're not alone. Like I know that's kind of like a bit cheesy to say, but you're actually not alone. Ever since I have launched this private practice and have been vocal in my social media and community about what I'm doing, there are people that are literally hit me up and ask me how to start opening their own private practices. And even if they are in and how they go about learning how to be a therapist, if they come from a you know, crisis services background or a community health background. Like I have a lot of people asking me this, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. which I was very surprised by. And yeah, like I have, you know, I was talking, someone took me out to lunch, just wanting to pick my brain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And hello, this is something I've said before. It's like, you don't know who you're inspiring, right? Mm -hmm. Like you never know who is being inspired to be more who they are just by you doing what you love and so more permission to just do what you love to follow your mm -hmm. passions because that is the ripple that follows by you being you right yeah i love it tell us how people can find you if they are wanting to work with you. Yeah, uh, my practice name is called Banshee, like the like the screaming Banshee Therapy Services. Um, <laughs> you know, put my alter, a little bit of my alter ego in there. Yeah, yeah, in yeah. the name. So I have a Wix website. It's very basic, but that that's also a way you can contact me. I have a work. I have a Gmail. It is. Uh, Michelle, my first name at BansheeTherapyServices.com. I'm also on Psychology Today, on Open Path, Inclusive Therapist. I'm part of the 
Asian Mental Health Collective's Lotus Fund, which like if you're if you identify as Asian American, can't pay for therapy, that's like a voucher program. They give you like eight free vouchers of therapy Amazing. sessions. What else? That at least in that's in the professional world, that's where you can find me. And we can put make sure we have the links to your site, I guess is the best way. We'll do mm-hmm. that to yeah. um in the show notes. And then that will link out to all the other things. Yeah. Okay, perfect. We'll make sure that's in the show notes and everyone can find you that way. This is so great. I am so inspired by you and I'm so grateful that you were in agreement to be here today. And, you know, I I really do mean this from the bottom of my heart. Your story and your journey is exactly what this podcast is about, you know, sharing from that life activated (laughs) um, story of you living your passions. And for this season, sharing how being in alignment truly has benefited you in your life and how even though it can feel challenging at times, when you're in alignment, things fall into place. People want Mm -hmm. to help you. When you're open, your friends will support you. People want to help. So thank you. And I know that your clients are benefiting greatly from you and your work. And anyone who is listening, who becomes a client will benefit greatly from you. So yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for this opportunity. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's the best. Okay. With that, we will see you later. And... Until next time. All right, that does it for this episode of the Life Activated Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. Please do subscribe to the show, rank and review the podcast. Five-star reviews go a long way. Let me know that you've done so. Send me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram with a screenshot and I will personally reach out to you to thank you. Send me a message letting me know what you think about the show and definitely check out the show notes for additional resources to support you with this season.